This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 521, recorded on January 20th, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a butt-cold, my butt-cold Omaha, Nebraska. Are you, how you, how you faring over there on the west side? Well, it, it was one of those where, you know, earlier in the week, we were in 40s and 50s, and this morning I woke up, walked outside, I'm like, that feels cold, like really cold. Looked at my watch, it was negative five. I'm like, okay, that's why, because it's actually really cold. Yeah, cold is back. Yeah. We tried to, get, so the kids came over on Tuesday night to, we were going to do some cigars on the deck, because it was... 50 yeah. on Tuesday, right? Yeah. And so we, we we were about three hours too late. By the time 7 o'clock rolled around, the wind had started blowing. And and it wasn't, I mean, it, it was just, it was dipping fast. And so we, we got an hour or so on the deck and then we had to come in. So pretty cold here in Nebraska. You know where it's not cold is right here on Home Gadget Geeks. Of course, we'll post some show. We'll post this show. I've already had, I'm already into, I'm already one beer in. <laughs> We went out for uh, sushi tonight, and uh, so this could be this could be rough. We'll post a show with world class show notes, just a few of them at the average guy. TV. Big thanks to Christian Johnson who joined us last week for the show. Uh, did a bang up job of. Doing I have that so much well. fun when he's on. He's, he's he, great. God, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that show, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like seriously, just it's Christian yourself. Johnson. Come on, check yourself for a second. Why have you not listened to that show? I mean, he, he's just. His normal talk is just is more interesting than most of us Agreed. When, we're, yep. when we're talking smart. Like he just talks about regular stuff and you're like, you know, that's pretty smart. I mean, I just, the kid, the kid's amazing. Um, I talked him into restarting Cyber Frontiers. So for some of you who are new, you don't know about Cyber Frontiers, <laughs> but Christian and I did Cyber Frontiers the whole time he was in college. And then he got working and I got busy. We just kind of got away from it. We're going to restart it. And uh, uh, February 16th, we'll do a live uh, live program uh, for that if you want to join us. I'll, I'll be tweeting and all these other things so you can join us. But February 16th, if you want to do the recording or if you haven't subscribed to Cyber Frontiers yet, you might want to head out there and get that done. Cyber, just like it sounds, C-Y-B-E-R, Frontiers, and uh, get, that, uh, get that on your podcast player. So you don't miss that episode when we restart. Marv B was supposed to join us tonight. His mom went into the hospital and he has put his podcast just kind of on hold. I, I think he's anticipating it's going to be a little long-term type thing. So Marv, we're prone for you, pulling for you and for your mom uh, in that scenario. And uh, and so we'll, we'll get him back as soon as he is ready to relaunch that podcast and then don't forget, we are doing live premieres on YouTube, noon central on YouTube. If you want to join us, head up to theaverageguy.tv slash YouTube. I really got to concentrate now. Theaverageguy.tv slash YouTube. Uh, and on Saturdays, noon central, we get together. We have five, six, seven guys show up every week. Just a good conversation as we replay this. This week, you guys can make fun of me because I can't seem to put two sentences together, and that's all right. <laughs> it's Okay. Uh, but join us, Noon Central, theaverageguy.tv slash YouTube. And then don't forget, next week, post-show, Mike and I will be running to Discord and we'll be just opened up for anybody yep. who wants to join us. If you haven't joined us in Discord yet, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Super hard to remember on that one. Mike, anything they should know going in? Is there anything you have to do on Discord? We'll, we'll create a channel in there. Yep, and, then and we already just, have the channel. Just so, jump in, right? Yeah, so uh, you'll just... If you haven't ever used audio and or just audio, we're not. This is not video; it's just audio. If you've never done that in Discord, just click on the gear icon and make sure your mic and headphones are set. And then at that time, we'll jump into. Uh, there's an open chat voice channel, and we'll just hop in there. And again, it's not going to be recorded, so don't worry about that. But uh, as long as people are civil and have a good time and and keep it uh, keep it PG, then then we'll consider doing this. You know, maybe once a month or something like that. It's just yeah. a chance to everyone jump in and chat. I got this idea from uh, one of my ham radio 
live streams that they do at the post show. They jump over there and I've enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. And you have some people who just come and join and go on mute and they just want to listen. That's totally fine too. Well, you're welcome to do that. Um, you don't need to talk, but we'll be there. Back in the day, we call we did this on Saturdays. We called it Rich's Random Podcast Generator, and we just we record it and see what happens. And I give it to Rich, and he'd edit it, and and we'd put it out there. We won't record this. This will just be us hanging out, having a good time. So, oh, and next, your video, Jim. Really? Yeah. It, did it skip like, or it slowed down, and you got really slow motion? Your no, audio I think was that was just me. <laughs> no, it was the video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't even see a. Um, I didn't even see it. Maybe it was just on. me. Maybe it was my oh, side. Could have been. Chat. Could've chat. will have to see if they saw that. Could have been. But. Yeah, we'll have to. Or maybe it was just get, you. <laughs> uh, Joe said the video has been solid since I. Yeah, started. it was. That was the first time I'd yeah. seen it do anything. So. Yeah, you never know. Sammy's up there watching YouTube videos. I. Yep. I well, we'll talk about this here in just. Yeah, a second. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have saved uh, it. It's, no, no, no. That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get in there. We got some voicemail messages. Uh, I, I asked you guys to go to homegadgetgeeks.com this week. And leave some voicemails. We've got some good one. Let's start with Brian's, and he's got some questions for us about tech for 2022. Here's Brian. Hey guys, it's Brian, and I just want to say Happy New Year. And thinking about the new year uh, and about technology, what is one piece of technology you think you're going to use more in 2022? And what is one piece of technology you think you're going to be using less? Mike, we'll start with you. Got any? Let's start with more. What do you yeah. think? What do you? What are you using more besides a uh, new truck? Well, that, that you're never going to get. I know. I, well, I was going to go down that path, but not just the truck, but what I've actually been doing. And thank you to everyone who's been posting the videos in the Discord um, about EVs in general and just getting used to this charging trips, taking trips while having to charge and all of that. Um, so there's been a few suggestions. There are some really good EV apps that you can install that give you just more information on the different charging stations, um, You know how much output those charging stations, you know, put out. So you can know if it's going to be one of the high end charging stations that you can charge quickly, um, a more low end option, whatever that may be. So, uh, I think I'm going to be testing out a lot of different, just EV and general apps and trip planning and trying to test out different home chargers. And, you know, am I going to go with the Ford version that they give you or are there better options? Um, you know, installing the transfer switch. I think a lot of mine is going to revolve around that. Again, though, I, you know, I probably won't get it. The first two waves of pre-orders have already gone out this year and I was not part of either of them. Um, well, actually one was today. I was checking my email on like a minute by minute basis today and, uh, and didn't get it. So I'll probably be next year or the year after who knows, we'll see. Uh, but whenever it is, that's going to be my more option. Are you going to do anything in the in-between or are you going to stick with the Jeep? For now? That's the true question. I've been talking about that with Hannah. Um, if the, As long as the Jeep is running, I'm going to keep it going. But there's question. It's been giving me fits lately. Uh, I have to fill up the the uh, automatic transmission fuel, fluid about once every three to four days because it's leaking that pretty bad. Oh, oh. So I'll probably go in and get that fixed. And if yeah. it's just a leak and just see. But in the meantime, I did ask the sales guy because, you know, they correspond with you like, hey, you know, I talked to you. There's a guy at the local Ford dealership. And I asked him, I said, hey, would you guys do a lease and have just the end of the lease be when the when I pay? Like I will commit. I will give you the down payment on the Ford Lightning today. And then can you give me a lease just to get me through? Um, it's like, well, the shortest term is two years and you may have enough equity built up in the lease by the time the light, it, it, all this rigmarole. I'm like, okay, now if you were going to make it simple for me and just say, we'll do a month by month lease until the lightning comes out at a really good rate. I thought they'd be, I thought they would go for that. Cause it's just like, Hey, why don't we take more money in the meantime for them, this guy, but they weren't down for it. So no, probably sticking with the Jeep and as long as it's still, yeah. Running. Cause the used car market's a piece of cake right now too. I mean, not really. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, the used car no. market's a yeah. Yikes. Yep. So I'll probably just, I'll probably wait it out and, and see if we can okay. Eke, okay. Uh, eke some more mileage out of that Jeep. Yeah. For me, that was a, I, I've been thinking about that. Like, what do I want? I'm doing a lot of home improvement stuff. And, and I think, I mean, besides, we're going to talk about this tonight, besides trying to fix my whole internet, my home internet situation, trying to figure out how do I get stable? How do I make this thing work? By the way, I learned a ton about it, but. We'll talk about it here coming up. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's going to continue just to be in the home automation space. I'm going to continue to figure out. I got a bunch of work to do down here in the basement. And while I'm at it, I'll probably rewire down here. So I'll take down some 
ceiling tiles. Of course, they're open, so I'll probably put some new conduit in. I'll probably run some cable. I may need to run new cable out because where I put the the new you know the new modem from T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just ran a wire through. You know, I just kind of haphazard to get it up and working. I may want to run that through some conduit or something so I can get it in and out easier. So I got some. I've got some work to do on that. I'll probably spend a couple months figuring all that out before I completely ditch Cox. We'll get that figured out here in a minute. So, <laughs> what what about less? What do you think you'll do? You going to do anything? You going to do less of any tech? Um, and in, 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 in this, you know, that's a, so I think I'm going to have a consolidation and here, just, just one quick example of that is, I don't know. Did you guys see the announcement? And this is really cool. Apple through iCloud. Um, if you pay for storage, essentially, if you have an iCloud plus subscription, so if you pay for any of their storage tiers, which I do because that's where iPhoto is and our family has it. Um, they now you can host email through them with custom domains. So I had had two different G Suite uh, services set up, and that's six bucks a month each. That's $12 a month that I was paying just to have custom domain email for two old email addresses that I just, I have enough accounts set up with those email addresses that I just need them to stay around. Um, and I, I, I could probably go and switch those. But all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, well, Apple does this for free. So I went over and it was as easy as switching, you know, your domain DNS over to Apple. Apple tells you how to set it up and it goes to the app mail account on my iPhone and uh, it shows up in iCloud. So I, like those sort of things where I'm like, I need to go through and do a tech audit and just be like, because, you know, I have a lot of subscriptions to random things. I found out I was still paying for Mediafire. Do you remember Mediafire from oh, back yeah. in the day? Yeah. With, for my podcast hosting. How right. long has it been since I've had a podcast? Oh my God, it's a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that's five bucks a month. I yeah. forgot. I, I didn't realize I was spending. Um, yeah, so okay. just those sort of right. things. I'm going to do a tech audit. I think there's a lot of things I could probably cut out, but n- probably nothing in particular I'm going to use less or more, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try, in, in the light of what you just said about subscriptions, I've actually committed for the next couple months, check the budget, check my credit card every single day. So first thing in the morning, I get down, I sit down, log into my bank, check it against my spreadsheet. I have a kind of a budget spreadsheet that I use. Yep. And then go to the credit card, just check it. And it, it's really just kind of a, I'd probably do it for the first quarter, just kind of that discipline for exactly what you said, catching subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do less subscriptions and I want to do some that are more important. I've been trying to, I've been thinking about writing more and doing some stuff with Jarvis AI and just, just some new things in the space. And I feel like I need to clear out some subscriptions that I have. I think the other thing I want to do less of, or at least encourage the family to do less of is we have every single Hulu, Disney, that's, some of that we're sharing and stuff. Right. And of I don't course. know how much of that is right <laughs> all, or wrong. I don't think do it. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but I, I want to the kid has Hulu and the mom and dad have Netflix and the other kid has Disney Plus and you know. Uh-huh. And Netflix just went up again. And it's like yeah. okay, it's time to get a handle. I I wanna stop uh I wanna stop promoting services that are doing th- you know, we're in this inflationary period and I and I I want, I don't want to, I don't want to reward companies that are taking advantage of this. Right. You know? Right. Especially when they sh- don't need to, like, you know, you, you don't, sometimes they feel like they're raising prices just to raise prices. Right? Yep. Yep. And I don't want to reward them for those things. So I'm going to spend some time, um, uh, t- trying to, trying to thin the herd on yep. both subscriptions and then just kind of on our media stuff, Bob, uh, Bob says, good idea to keep track of subscriptions. I have a spreadsheet that I always put stuff in. So, um, so you don't forget about it. Also set reminders for those ones that you just want for a year, or even some of those that you sign up for, for the month, like text expander was one of those. I signed up for it. Didn't use it. The day I was going to go to cancel, it was the day I got charged for the and I couldn't, you know, I'm like, well, okay, it's already charged. Now, the dumb thing would be to say, well, I'm going to just use it for the month and I'd forget. It would go again and go again and go again. Hate that. Um, so for for me, um, you know, Brian says it's always good advice to reflect on budgeting. Can make huge impacts in the long run. And, um, and so, yeah, I, in fact, I was talking to my, you know, my retirement guy at work today and, and, 
it's funny, three years ago, three, four years ago, Mike, I was talking about crypto and they were like, they just didn't want to talk about it yep. at all. And now they're like, hey, have you thought about crypto? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. One step ahead of you. What about getting in these uh, crypto ETFs? Uh, so, so Brian, thanks for that, the, for that message. Uh, Nathaniel sent a message in. Here's, here's his. Hi, guys. It's Nathaniel from Minnesota. My question for you is I'm looking into getting a dash cam for the car, uh, and I'm wondering if you have any experience with those or recommendations, uh, what, what features are important. So if you want to research that in the next couple of days and have an extensive answer for me, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for sending that in. And again, any week you can do this, by the way, homegadgetgeeks.com. There's a blue icon on the page, bottom right-hand corner. Actually, it'd be this way. Bottom right-hand corner. And leave your voicemail for us. We'd love to answer your questions. For this one in particular, chat room, we're going to put you uh, to work right now because you can answer some questions. If you've got some links, you know, it's going to be harder for you guys to put links in the chat room, but maybe some brand names and we can yeah. we can kind of go with that if you got a, a suggestion. If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube later and you want to put your recommendations in the comments, go ahead and do that in the comments below and, and we'll get those as well. So go ahead and drop those. And Mike, you got any, you got any thoughts on dash cams? Well, I use one. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's actually no longer available on Amazon. So there's two trains of thoughts. I think with dash cams, I either go top of the line and I think top of the line is still like owl cam, right? Like owl dash cam, I think is still kind of the, the, the go-to if you're going to want to spend the money. Um, Alcam, you know, all that footage is uploaded to the cloud. It has front and rear facing cameras where it's facing outside and inside, activated with motion, those sort of things, right? Like that is, that's top of the line. Um, when, when I was doing this, it's for my Jeep. It was really just for, you know, I had witnessed an accident in front of me and I was like, man, that would have been actually nice to have it on video to give to them you know, for insurance purposes, I'm sure they would have appreciated someone with that. So that's why I, I got mine. Um, mine's just the cheap version. So I, I got a cross tour was the brand. I think it was about 50 bucks. Um, you, you pop in a 32 gig SD card um, powered by USB, which I think is pretty similar to all of these. Very easy to mount. Um, it has, it, you know, it's funny. I think sometimes the simpler the better. And if so, if you don't need all the top of the line things, I would go with one of the cheap versions off Amazon because they tend to work pretty well. I mean, when you think about this, it's, it's a camera with an SD card, right? That turns on when the USB powers it, when it gets power from my cigarette lighter and then turns off when it doesn't, it's, it's not that complicated of a device. So I think either go cheap or go expensive. I think middle of the road, I don't know how much more you're going to get than you could get out of a $50 camera. Um, so I, when I looked at Amazon now, yeah, my version that I got is, is no longer sold, but I see a lot of options in that, you know, 30 to $60, uh, price range. What's, what's me? Is that medium 30 to $60? 30 to 60 is low end. Cam? Okay. Yeah. So me, like then medium so Owl cam be... is like two seventy. How do you right? spell and that? Owl cam. Yeah. O W L C A M. O W L. Okay. Right. So yeah. So Owl cams, I mean, those are going to be. Uh, 269 plus, I believe there is actually then a monthly subscription for those. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've looked into them. You would think so with as much data as those are going to create if you're moving it to the cloud. Um, Nathaniel also says, uh, wants to make sure it can survive the heat and the cold. Alcam, (laughs) the one you had, heat and cold, how to do? Uh, So my, my cheap one. The only thing that affects the heat and cold is the suction cup will come undone because like the heat will heat it up, you know, and that the yeah. cold. And so yeah. the change in temperature all of a sudden I'll come out and my camera will be dangling down by the power cord because the suction cup uh, didn't stick. But as far as everything else, mine has mine has done. I do agree on the SD card, uh, right? Because you got to think this thing is constantly running as you're going. The way mine works is it creates three or five minute clips, you decide, and then it just starts a new clip. And then as the old clips get older, they get deleted, but you can, if something happens, it's very easy. There's one button, you click it and it, whatever it's filming now, it locks that so that it won't automatically get deleted. But I just put a 32 gig card in and, and you're good to go. I'd imagine from heat and cold, the better the quality of the card, the better for that yeah. as well. Yeah. Cheap cards probably can't hold up. Uh, Ryan says, and by the way, by the way, we're going to have Bob and Ryan back on here in early February. I think it's the 10th. Uh, they're coming on, but Ryan says I've reviewed two Papago. I think is that how you pronounce it? 
cameras and both turned out great. Agree with Bob about the quality of the SD card. So Ryan, uh, it, how expensive, what's the price range on the Papa goes? I'm curious. Cause Nathaniel does, you know, I, he brings up that there's Garmin makes 130 to 250, and that's probably right that that medium to start and get into high range. I think it really just depends on what you're using it for. Yeah, what you get, right? Well, I, I'd probably start using the Alcan, and be like, oh, I'm never going back to anything else because I'm sure I would absolutely love it. Um, I, I'd think 100 or maybe 150 is the bottom end for for most of these, and 300 is maybe where you want to land, depending upon how much you want to invest in this thing. Yeah, type deal. So between, you know, maybe between 200 and 300 bucks, it kind of seems like they're out there. Certainly you can spend more, probably spend a little less. So I don't know. That's some good stuff. We'll, um, we'll take this to discord too, uh, Nathaniel. So go to the average guy.tv slash discord. If you've got some recommendations and you want to throw that in the discord group, jump in, Mike, what's the right group? What's the right group out there on the discord group to maybe throw that in? And probably general. general. Okay. Yeah. yeah throw in general. general. Get some things started. So I did see the uh, the bandwidth meter appear on my video again. There's been so. a, it's, it's, you've, you've cut out a few, not cut out, but your video, you've gotten really like laggy a few times yeah. throughout the show. You know, I, I did a couple podcasts for work and seemingly didn't have any problems during the day. Uh, well, it's night. Network congestion. Watching movies. Uh, yeah. So, so who knows? So, Thanks for sending in those voicemails, both Brian and Nathaniel. If you want to send us a voicemail and talk about it on the front part of the show, uh, head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. Bottom right-hand corner, blue microphone. Leave your 30-second voicemail, and we'll cover it on the show. Appreciate it. Mike, all right, let's get to it. We right. uh, we spent, <laughs> at the end of the show last week, we were talking about 5G and network stuff, and I asked Christian, you know, I've, I've been, and you're right, I've been talking about this for six months. Right? Yeah. 5G offering here in Omaha for home internet has been available for a year. So it's through been T-Mobile? around through T-Mobile. Yeah. Okay. I think Verizon too. Really, those are the two in looking at this here in our area. You really have Verizon and T-Mobile. AT&T is a little behind on this. They yeah. have not quite gotten their act together. I'm not saying they're not going to do it, but AT&T has kind of not gotten their act together on that. And I think a lot of that's even very specific to where you're at. I can't get Verizon out here. Um, yeah, no, very I, I much search. So. And I think Bellevue has some pretty good offering. And Bellevue's service, I've noticed, is just good with with you know any of the providers in 5G. Mm-hmm. Like you live in a pretty good hotbed area. You're close to the Air Force Base, which makes kind of sense, right? You're close to closer to downtown, closer to kind of these areas where they, they need it. Um, so that makes sense because out here in Western Omaha, I, yeah, Verizon's not even an option. Yeah, um, well, and I don't think it's an option for me here in Bellevue. I'm not sure about that. I need to I need to check. But the the T-Mobile offering was I am a T-Mobile customer, so you know that kind of made sense to kind of look into it. So um, right after the show was over on Thursday, I tried calling to order this thing, and it was it was difficult. Like, uh, and then I was, so I called and no, first I tried to do it online and they're like, you're going to have to call. So then I call in and they're like, you're going to have to go into the store. And I'm like, what is the deal? So Saturday, Saturday morning, this, no, 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 this was Thursday, Friday morning in between <laughs> meetings, I drive and we have a T-Mobile, you know, um, store just down the street. It's two minutes away. So I went down there and, and, uh, I said, Hey, I'm a sprint customer. I'm an old sprint customer and I can't seem to get this thing ordered. And they're shaking their heads. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we haven't completely merged the two systems yet. While we're all on one network, the billing for sprint and T-Mobile is still two different things. And what makes it even more complicated is I took incentives on the sprint with sprint phones, both Sammy and my phone have incentives. You know, I, have a $27 payment and 21 of it is covered by Sprint, right? Well, they don't have those systems on T-Mobile. They're not really interested in carrying them over. (laughs) So for the next, until these plans run out, right, we'll still continue to be kind of build on the Sprint system. Well, Sprint and um, T-Mobile can't have, they can't have the same social security number on the two systems. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, how how this is not like a technology problem. I'm like, you're, you're a technology company, right? <laughs> you, right? You couldn't figure this thing out. It's a billing, you know, it's a billing issue. 
So they're like, can you bring somebody in like who's not a Sprint customer? Well, that's Sarah, right? I'm like, seriously, I got to bring my wife in to get this thing done. Are you kidding? She's never going to come in. Like, well, okay. I, so, but imagine if she was on Sprint and T Mobile with you, you're telling me like she wouldn't have been able to do that. You would have yeah, been out of luck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know what we would have to make something up, but, wow. but, well, they did check ID. So, um, we, so that evening I, we went out to dinner, um, at Taco Bell, which is just down the street. Super good, by the way. And, um, at least for the, while we were eating it, it was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's always, that's always the way it is. Instant regret so, afterwards. Oh, instant. Yeah. 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 It's an instant one. So, um, I took her down, we picked it up. Actually the purchase, um, the, the purchasing of this thing was, couldn't have been an easier, like, once we got that straightened out, it was it was 10 minutes. They had one in the store. They gave it to me. They didn't try and upsell me on anything. They weren't, you know, it was the, they just it was the most chill experience. Guy gave me the phone number of the of the device right away. He gave me some tips on on some things you could, you know, do. And he's just like, all right, go have go have fun. We'll bill you in a month. <laughs> kind of kind of deal, right? So, um, uh, brought it home, didn't set it up right away. So that was, that was Friday night. And I thought, okay, I really don't want to mess with this thing too much. I did take it out of the box, kind of set some stuff up, um, but wasn't going to plug it in, you know, I kind of wanted to see if it worked and messing with some things just on its own, but didn't really, I asked the podcast coach on Saturday. So I thought, well, I'll mess with it Sunday morning. So just did some tests with it, that kind of stuff. Sunday morning. Everybody's asleep, unplugged cocks. <laughs> you can, you know, you could hear that thing spin down or whatever and plug the Bitdefender box right into the back of the, the T-Mobile box. And within 45 seconds, I had internet. It was the simple, Mike, it was, I mean, it was a real, there's been all these YouTubers and all these people talking about bridge mode and I need, now you've got some concerns about that as well. You yeah. want to do some port forwarding. You want to do some complicated stuff. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the modem for you. Like there there is literally no management of the modem. It's turn it on. You can kind of see some bandwidth usage. You can kind of see kind of see who's connecting to you, uh, you know, or what's what kind of devices are connecting. It's a very first gen. Their software is very first gen on this. So first thing I would say to you, if you're, if you're setting this up and you already have a router, you don't, and you don't have to mess with, like, you don't have to mess with new SSIDs. You don't have to, it's, I almost want to say it's like automatic bridge mode. Like you don't have to put it in bridge mode. Now you're not getting the, you're not getting bridge mode functionality if it was. Right. Cause you're double natted now, right? You're a private network connected to a private network. So if you do any sort of gaming on xbox or any sort of video games that sort of stuff i would not recommend that because your xbox is going to throw a fit trying to play multiplayer with that double nat in place but if you're just doing internet connectivity it, you might be good to go but if you, I, look into bridge mode if you are doing any gaming and you're having issues that would be the cause of it yeah and i don't i haven't been i don't tested and, it for that yeah. no no yeah. it's a very it's a very uh pr- a very simple setup it did give me an I, ipv6 connection right off the bat which went away at some point to back to IPv4. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it was just one of those. It grabbed this, grabbed this public IP6 and IPv6. And then after a while, I rebooted it and it went back to IPv4. And, um, uh, but from a, from a setup, from a setup perspective, couldn't be easier. Joe had said, I got the steel trash can and I did. It's just a round metal. The color's not the greatest. They shouldn't have used silver. <laughs> Should have been white. Uh, so it's silver has, and I was watching some YouTubers, silver has metal in it. Like that's what makes it silver paint. And so like you have antennas, like that's, you know, it's probably not the greatest. No, no way to really upgrade this thing. You could pull it apart. I watched, I listen, I watched every video known to man on this thing in between now, in between then and now, uh, really no antennas you can add to it. Listen, it really matters in your house where you place it. This is a key. I took it around. I look so stupid on Sunday. It's going around the house, plugging it and unplugging it and testing it with my phone. And like, is it good here? 
the orientation of the unit matters in the way it's oriented towards the cell oh, tower. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So quarter of a turn can mean 50 megs of, wow. of, of bandwidth. Yeah. Like in down on the download. Like, okay. It's so, I still have some tuning to do with it. It's down here in the basement, which is probably not the best. Yeah. I, if I took it upstairs, I'd get a little bit better. Not much, but a little bit better means I need to run some wire up there. And I just wasn't, I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready to commit to holes in the floor and those kinds of things. Cause I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to keep this thing. Right. You know? And so I just, I thought, well, it's good enough down here in the basement um, in, in matters. What I did use, and I think the tip is I used a service called, or a site called cell mapper, just like it sounds C E L L M A P P E R cellmapper.net to identify. So when, when I got on there in the software, I could see which tower it had it picked up and on which band it was picked up. And you can go to cellmapper.net and then I could identify the tower. And I'm like, holy crap, that's a tower that's a block from me. Like I literally have a, I have a T-Mobile tower, which was Sprint. Do you go outside and like, oh, there it is. You just look yeah, up in the no. sky. Well, yeah. we've known it was there. I didn't know it was our, I mean, I didn't know if we were coming off of it. I've never really checked my cell service, right, on this. Um, and so, uh, uh, but using cellmapper.net, uh, oh, but Joe corrects me. He was he's like, no, I was referring to you eating a Taco Bell and surviving. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true as well. Um. And the, Joe, Joe's right. There's internal antenna mods for this as well, but you got to take the thing apart, which may or may not void your warranty. They lend you this thing at no cost. They do expect it back and they kind of expect it back in one piece. So I'm not necessarily sure I want to get into the modding um, aspect of this. So cellmapper.net, get in there, get some numbers, find the okay. cell tower realize yeah it's coming right off the one up the street and i'm right on the edge of it so the the line you know they put some lines where it's kind of oriented it's not exact but i'm right on the edge of that i'm on the inside edge which is good i've get the like i'm in pretty good shape right i mean it's that's probably why you get such a good signal in your basement even right yeah right and and we're talking best we're probably average scenario 300 down 50 up that's kind of average Okay. I was able to move it around and get 475. So do they give you down. rated speeds of what it could it's be? It's all over the place. It's all, it is, uh, yeah, it's I'd imagine it's such a location-based yeah. system. No, it's okay. all, I think under the best circumstances, you probably 500, 100 is probably okay. what you're, what you're really for in, 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 you know, I don't know what the max is for it, but, but I'm in, I'm in a pretty good position for 50 bucks, I don't know if I'd expect too much more, you know, than that piece. But so I've, I've got some optimization to do if I'm going to keep it. I've got some yeah. optimization to do um, on that. One of the things uh, I did notice is the speeds differ with the different devices that I use around the house. So put it in, hook the iPhone to it directly to its hotspot, you know, so it has a Wi-Fi connection of its own. I'm mm-hmm. broadcasting an SSID from it. And then I'm broadcasting an SSID from the Bitdefender box. Very similar numbers, which is great. It kind of makes sense. I'm not, I'm not losing anything between the Bitdefender box and that, but the phone connected to it varies a little bit from where I'm connecting to it from around the house, as well as, um, different times during the day are getting me different results Yeah, in pretty wild, different results, you know, where down maybe 75 and up is 15. Uh, and then sometimes other times down is 400 and up is 80. That's nah, not that many. Let's just say 70. So, um, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild springs and I kind of, uh, swings and I kind of imagine usage, is driving that right don't you think sure. that well and yeah and even though even though we're still a lot of us are work from home there's still a lot of people that go into offices and stuff so you gotta think during the day when you're home for work um speeds are probably pretty good and then as people start to come home in the evenings watch more tv watch stuff on their phones but that's when it's going down yeah it's it is i think it's the one downside if you're thinking about using and you know and listen 
in the Cox implementation, we're on nodes. So it can, it can, you can have the same problem with, with wired internet where, you know, the neighborhoods gets busy and things, you know, remember all the problems we had for a while, keep in mind, yeah, you know, my connection and they had to kind of shock the system, whatever that means, you know? So, um, go ahead. Well, I think that's what I was going to say is this internet conversation, what I've learned about you and me having this conversation on internet providers and everything, it is so dependent on just what your personal experience has been with your ISP, right? Because you've had nothing but problems with Cox. That outage we had last week, we joked about, but that was the first one I've had in a very long time. And my speeds are always consistent, like, you know, just different areas of town, whenever it was installed, your neighborhood in. Yeah. Right. And then, but if I had to switch to like all the wireless providers out here are terrible. I get one tiny bar in my basement on Verizon and Verizon has really good coverage in Omaha. And so like, it's just right. So like what's good for one is going to be awful for the other. Yeah. Yeah. And I did check, there was some, we were chatting about this in the discord group and, and somebody in the discord group had mentioned Verizon and I thought, Oh, well maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll become a Verizon customer. Check this thing out. Not available. I remember okay. Oh, it's that. not available for you either. Not okay. available for me. Okay. Yeah. So probably um, coming soon because we've got well, wideband here. We've got 5G. So I'd be surprised. Yeah, I went on cellmapper.net and looked at the Verizon network and the towers and there aren't many down here. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. AT&T is big down here and Sprint and T-Mobile are big down here. Verizon, not as much coverage uh, kind of my air. So that's kind of one of those things. You know, uh, Joe mentions in the chat room, unfortunately not available, still, you know, uh, really even relatively close to the towers, right? I mean, that matters. Brian says, oh, we'll be interested to see how these work as they become more popular. Yeah. What happens when we get more people on that network? Does that, how does that throttle? Does that work um, any better? Nathaniel says, if you still have it in the spring, how will storms impact the service? And we, you know, we get some yeah. pretty nasty ones. I mean, the good news is our storms are fast. So we're talking about an hour. Like by the time they hit and go through and are gone, you're talking about an hour of service. Now it's an hour that you're checking the internet <laughs> to see where, you know, see where the storms are going and how things are happening. And um, one of the things that didn't fix was my problem out in the shed. So because oh, it didn't, the, well, uh, at first I had the, the, you know, I had the, the trash can closest to the shed side of the house, but that's as far away from the tower as I can get it. Right. <laughs> I wanted to get it closer to the tower. So in my testing, when I got it on the east side of the, the house, that's when I got the best service. So I took it over there. Unfortunately, it's got to go all the way through the house to a bunch of concrete walls and to get to the shed. And now it was really, not going to work. It was really, really bad. Again, I can turn the hotspot on on my phone and yeah. get really good connectivity. It's a total first world plus problem, right? At that point, I'm trying to solve something that's not really that problem. Yeah. And I think this is totally just a thing of as long as you go in eyes wide open with what you're going to be getting and you're just like, hey, I'm coming into this for internet connectivity to for everyone to watch their videos, check their email. And I want to do it for a really affordable price. I mean, 50 bucks for those speeds with no data cap, at least here in the Omaha Metro, you're not getting anywhere close to that. And especially with no data cap. Um, so if you're someone who is just doing normal internet things and still going over your data cap, this could be a good option, right? Um, it's when it comes down to the things of gaming, port forwarding for any reason. And if you port forward, you know you port forward. So you know, you. I mean, we don't need to go into that because if you do it, you know what you do it for um, to get to anything. Things like self-hosting Plex, right? I know um, Joe is actually talking about, you know, his Plex experience and what it's been is it, it can do a remote connection, but it's not directly connected. So it's limited to 480p. Um, so there's just, there's some things there. And then the one question I had for you, Jim, I didn't know if you run into this, the biggest complaint I have actually, cause I was reading through the forums was that, um, well, so, so two things. So their implementation of IPv6 is actually not the, not a standard, just direct, right? You're, there's no, and I don't, see, this is where it comes back to last week. I admit I don't know IPv6, but the prefix delegation is all weird. So you're not getting a true, almost like public IPv6 address for each of your devices. Because that was, I thought, hey, that would be a good problem solving to port forwarding. Because you don't need to port forward if you're using IPv6. So that was one thing. But the other one that I thought was interesting was apparently the IP address changes 
pretty often, like every few days. Mm -hmm. And so what that was causing was the, it, all the services that you use, your Netflix, your bank, Google, all those, it thinks you've changed locations. So it's constantly asking you to authenticate because like, Hey, now you're coming from it. You know, since we noticed it's a different IP address, they have you go through the like interview two factor again, or is this you, those sort of things. And they said that was getting kind of annoying. And I didn't know you've only had it for a few days, but have you run into that at all? Um, Well, it changed from IPv6 to, to, I definitely have IPv4. And, and are you so, seeing that through like the T-Mobile's like the, yeah, the mobile or I can do what's my IP, you know, I can, I can log in. What's oh. my IP from a, a web browser. Yeah. Um, uh, it hasn't changed since I rebooted on, on Sunday. So I rebooted okay. and that's when it changed. Yeah. And then I've had the same address all week. Got so, it. but I haven't rebooted either. So, you know, I wonder what would happen if I, if I rebooted maybe one of those situations where when it's setting up, it goes through a protocol where it grabs a, a six address to do some things to authenticate. And, and then it drops it down to a four address. Once you're, once you're on the system, I, I'll, I'll admit, Mike, I look at this V4 address and it looks familiar and feels comfortable. You know, you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. That, yeah. I looked at that six address and I'm like, Oh, good God. <laughs> what is that thing? Yeah. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what do I I don't even have, how do I even understand this, you know, type deal? What can I do with this thing? So I had that moment where I got on, like when we were talking with Christian last week and I got on six and I'm like, I don't actually under, I I don't really understand anything about V6. Like, should I be trusted to do these things? Cause I don't know a thing about this. And it was just that realization. And then when it flipped back to four, I'm like, Oh, well, okay. I'm good to go. I imagine I imagine I'll, I'll keep this dress for a while. I'll just be honest. This one, now, even on Cox, it was not a static address. No. no, no. If you right. rebooted after like a month or two of not rebooting, you would get a new yeah. one. What's, love, uh, what's the, use it a, is it a 172? I'm curious. Since yeah. yeah. 172.58. So it is local then, right? Because that's a local address range. I mean, it's like you got your 172, your 192, and your 10. Those no, are private address ranges. One, one seven two is only at the dot two four level. So one seven two dot two four. Ever there's a that's a very actually the one seven two range is pretty small for those. The one nine two dot six eight range, that for private, that is gigantic. That's got many more ad- private addresses. Is that what you're talking about? The private well, yeah, address? I thought it was 16, Not all to, 16 to 32 or something like that. Like 172.16 to 172.32. Are yeah, private. and this is 172.58. Oh, dot 58. So, so it is outside that range. It's outside, yeah. Got it. it okay. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the 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 192 is, is a much wider. I think it's got more more addresses available for it. I can have those backwards. But okay, we get the point. You can look I, that I, up. One of us can Google this, yeah. I looked that up uh, uh, earlier last week, but I've had, I've had too many too many beers to remember. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Bob's saying it is the, the CG NAT that they're using. Uh, I think I confirmed that on the T-Mobile side, That's which is carrier-grade NAT. Um, I haven't had any problems. Of course, I don't do port forwarding, Mm-mm. so I don't, I don't have to worry about you it. You don't self-host Plex, and you don't pieces. game, right? So... Yeah. Literally, it's 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 a great use case. There it we go. Hundred bucks a month. Bob put Bob put the uh, the the class oh, sixteen to thirty one class A okay. class B class C. There you go in there, and yeah, you can you can because I saw that one seven two dot five eight range too, and I was like, oh, that looks like is that coming from my Bitdefender box? How like yeah? How because I think internally, I think I what do I use? It's a good question. I'd have to go back and look and see. I think I use uh, uh, 172.24 internally for my for my um, stuff. I used to use 192.168. And then when I got the Bitdefender box, I think it's standard um, 172.24 that comes out okay. of the box on that. So. Yeah, and, and I, I, I use a, I use out. class A. I'm ten dot. I used to use one nine two because it was basic. But then when you run your own VPN, and then if your internal addresses are the same as the address you're as the network you're on, like if I'm outside the house and I had a one nine two address, it it gets really confused. So I switched my internal at home to the ten class A. Yeah, yeah right on. 
And I think A and C are the bigger of the two. B is the smallest uh, addresses that are available. Um, okay. So uh, let's see. Did that, you said you had two questions. Did I answer? No. Did the, I answer well, any? yeah. No, yeah, you did. Um, though I was mainly just curious if you've run into that whole address switching causing you to have to reauthenticate no. or tell me, yes, this is me no. kind of thing. Yeah. No, not yet. That has not been, that has not been an issue. Uh, Sarah really likes it. Like she said on Sunday, she was like, are we on T-Mobile? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, wow, that's better. Uh, she's like, it was better than working from work. Really? She's like, yeah, my, she, she was remote desktoping and, and it was you know, all doing, and she was like, and I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. I'm like, even when we were on Cox, she's like, yeah, it was always a little laggy. And hmm. she goes, this was fast. <laughs> and I didn't even like, I didn't even primer for it. You know, I wasn't like, Hey, is this kind of fast? You know? Yeah. Uh, she was just like, that was amazing for me. So her, the wife acceptance factor is super high. Like I, this isn't a convincing and it's, you know, it's 50 bucks cheaper. So, you know, yeah. not that she cares. I'm the one who cares. I'm the cheap one in the family. Right. Let's just be really clear about that. So, um, so she's all in, I'm still having some, you know, the, the, the Moro data box that I use as my NAS. Mm-hmm. It's got a, it's got a feature in there where I'm supposedly able to set upload schedules and set bandwidth amounts. Uh, I uploaded some files on Sunday. Didn't respect any of those. Just took all the, <laughs> took all the bandwidth available. And it was moving, it was moving stuff fast. Don't get me wrong. When you have 50 up. Stuff yeah. Goes oh, fast, for sure. Yeah. Right? But uh, so does so straight. That's, that sounds like a Moro data box issue. Oh, no, for sure. Right. Oh, okay. no, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming the box. The problem is I can't have now. It's, this is going to be a problem because I'm the only one who loads things to the Moro data box. So I control when the files go there and when they upload. So it won't be a problem. But it is one of those things that got me to realize if something overwhelms the network, like it, it's not, it's not as resilient. Like I, with, with Cox, if I did that, I, I it just didn't seem like I had those same kind of problems. It like, wouldn't bring it to its knees. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't prove it. I haven't done any testing on that. Maybe I should, maybe I should fire that back up, move the network back over and give it a try. I doubt it. Cause I'm kind of lazy, but go ahead. Well, no, so I was gonna let you finish. It brings me up a good, so this is interesting because when cable modems moved from Doxis 3 to Doxis 3.1, one of the big benefits there not only was, okay, these new Doxis modems allow you to get gigabit speeds, it got rid of buffer bloat. And buffer bloat is a big issue on Doxis 3.0 modems. And, or maybe it's before 3.0. I know it was, it was 3 to 3.1 that got rid of buffer bloat. I don't know how that works with cellular modems. I don't know if they suffer from the same thing, um, but it reminds me of the queuing issues. So if all of a sudden something tries to use all your upload and it can't go through all that queuing, um, it reminds me of the days when people had buffer bloat issues on old Toxis modems. So I don't know how all that works. I don't know how the tech works, but it could be maybe just a first gen thing from T-Mobile route modems, right? Dealing Could with be. Like that. It is. It's definitely. I mean, this is. The, you know, there's a lot of customer feedback on this particular modem from T-Mobile. I was T-Mobile. shocked by that. Like the 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 forums, the workarounds yeah. people are trying to do to get this to work the way they want it. And what I found out was there are a lot of nerds like me who are trying to figure out the whole port forwarding and gaming things. Like that was the two biggest things. Everyone's like, "Yeah, we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna, we'll, we'll you know figure it." So. Yeah, I imagine, and then the software is—I mean, the Cox software is is infinitely better. Like the gateway software, both on yeah. the phone and infinitely better and more mature than what I got from T-Mobile. But it does seem like—I mean, I was watching a, um, a YouTube video from eight months ago, and the 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 release version on that he showed on that video, and the release version of the software I have now are it's pretty far apart and you're like, Oh, so maybe T-Mobile's spending some time iterating on this. Yeah. So well, if that was eight months, updates. 
not bad. Yeah, no, and, and I don't know how many versions that was. Uh, the device itself has actually a little touch screen on the top, so and it's got, I don't know, five different menus. So if you tap it, it'll tell you what its signal strength is, which is kind of cool. You can, yeah. okay, is this in a... Is this in a good spot? What's going on? It's a quick troubleshooting. Kind of click it and see what you get. You can get your messages. If T-Mobile sends messages to that phone number, you can actually read them and delete them on the top of this thing, which is kind of interesting. It'll tell you how many devices are connected to it as well. And, and so it's got this little capacitive touchscreen that sits on top. That was kind of cool. It'd be great if they had some options for external um, antennas that you yeah. know, you could. I could run. I don't want to put the device outside. But it'd be great if I could run a wire to an antenna that what I would mount on my, you know, mount on the upper corner of the house just to kind of get that, you know. And again, you can go in and modify it. Mm, it's questionable whether that voids the warranty that you have with the device or whatever. I'm kind of going to hold out till the next version of it and just kind of see. Well, depends. I mean, I'm still this is a week. I'm a week into it. Yeah. And my commitment to this is about three weeks. I'm going to give okay. it a month, even if I pay twice for, you know, if I pay for this for a month and I pay for cock for a month, I just feel like it's worth, this is worth kind of working out some of the, these details, learning some things about it, being able to test it. Consider it your, uh, cause essentially what you're doing is you're just adding on the unlimited data plan of Cox. That's which is 50 bucks a month. That's true. That's true. I, I pay just for unlimited data, what you're paying for the entire internet service, which <laughs> Grinds yeah. my gears a little bit. Yeah. It is, isn't that it wild? Is, I mean, that's it is kind of what nice. it is. It the is one thing, nice. uh, so a little a little quick tip here. Something I was going to bring up, and actually, with you and your testing, right, and you're saying the speeds fluctuate throughout the day. Um, one quick Docker container, if you guys are are looking for a good one, that I ran into was Uptime Kuma. So Uptime Kuma is a local um, self hosted Uptime monitor. And it can monitor self-hosted things like other websites internally, um, other Docker containers, things like that. Has a really, really cool, clean UI. Um, and but what I use it for actually, so one of my monitors is just called Internet, and it pings Google every minute. And so that tells me number one, is Cox up or down? And then number two is my ping starting to go up really high during certain parts of the day. And, you know, I think it was one of those things, you know, Jim, if you were running this, it would kind of be interesting to see throughout the day what, what times, right? Cause it shows you kind of a graph at what times are those pings the highest? Um, obviously not a speed test throughout the day, but it could kind of give a good idea of when you can expect to maybe have a little bit more issue uh, versus not. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to run it against that. You know, um, I have to I have to look into that. Yeah, a good idea. And then uh, Bob brings up a really good point. Um, so DSL reports, they if you go to their website, they actually have a buffer bloat test, hmm. um, and I've used that to run too. So their speed test is actually much more advanced than like going to speedtest.net. I've used theirs sometimes when I've had different issues, but if you just go to DSL reports, um, they have those sort of tests that you can run. At just dslreports.com. Is that what is that? What yep. There? Uh, dot com. Let's see. Yep. Dslreports.com. And then <laughs> speed test. And, and, and I want to run that. I, he says in the middle of the night. I'm assuming he's saying when I, when I don't have a lot of, like I'm not in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. And, and you could run it at, at different times, right? And just yeah. see maybe actually as people on your network are starting to do things, um, testing to see if the, uh, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe this, this week will be dedicated to this week and this weekend to kind of doing some testing of just kind of see how it goes so far. You know, I, there's lots of great things about this. You know, I think you've already, Mike mentioned the caveats of some things to watch out for, you know, again, Brian says if it becomes more popular, got to be good for competition, and maybe Cox will have to lower its prices. I'm going to call them. Um, well, Gavin says I also like the speed test tracker docker on Unraid to monitor speeds. So we got Gavin coming on here in a couple of weeks. So I'll have to ask him about that. Um, I'm going to call Cox, I think, tomorrow and say I'm done. Just see what they say. Yeah. Like just, you know, because I can, I can, 
for sure. I kind of can at this point and be like, I'm pretty sure. I think even with the little blips, have I had any more blips since the first one? Have you seen Um, any any kind of only one more? Okay. Since then kind of acceptable to this point. Uh, Listen, I'll be honest. I'm going to return this giga blast because I'm renting it. You know, it's 10 bucks a month. And if I need to go back to Cox, I'm going back on my original modem. I have a Doxus 3.1 that gets me 300. And I was only on the 150 plan 10 up to begin with type thing. Now it's tough to give up gigablast. You know, it's tough to give up, give, give up that 900 down and that 35 up, which had gotten pretty rock solid. Yeah. So I'll just have to see uh, uh, how that goes. John. John says it's been really solid for him. So good, John. Well, the good news is I'm recording this. So if I want to go back and look yeah. and see just how good it was, right? Yep. Just total of three um, times. That's it. And and they were very, they were not the same as when you had Cox issues. When you had Cox issues, the blips lasted much longer and it was more consistent. Yeah. Whereas this is, is very minimal and very short duration. And I'm getting a little bit of blip back from you too. So oh, really? that could be me. This could be you. It could be the internet. Well, and okay. Yeah. Someone in chat, go to DSL reports right now and try and run a speed test for me. It's given me errors actually. So when I try and do, I click on cable, it starts to run the test. It, um, it just, it keeps giving me random errors. Um, so I don't know if it's my browser or this is a fresh install of windows. So this should be as, as clean as it is. And I'm not having any other internet issues. So it's just, mm-hmm. I wonder if DSL mm-hmm. reports is no longer a good utility. This is uh it's seven degrees outside too. So there could yeah. be some, you know, de- depending on if there's a wire exposed and the temperature and some of those kind of things. Uh Gavin said it's been down for months. Oh really? <laughs> well, there you go. I guess it's I guess there that's go. not gonna work. Never mind. Uh okay. okay. Well, I guess DSL reports <laughs> won't work on that. It hasn't worked for a while. Thank you, Gavin. Good to know what, what else. Check. Yeah. What else? What else should we use? So yeah, I, got see, some, I want another speed test that does buffer bloat. Let's, really what I want. let's take the, let's take the speed test conversation into, into discord. And I want to uh, head out to the average guy.tv slash discord, or if you're already in the group, jump in. I think it's the home networking uh, channel. We've been talking about this. I'd love some help. Cause I, I, I honestly don't know what to do. I'd love some help on, some things I can run. I don't want to run a Docker. So sorry, Gavin. Uh, I don't want to run a Docker on my Unray to do this. I'm kind of just looking for a website. If I could run some things, get some diagnostics, some of those pieces, um, it, it would be great. So let's jump into Discord and do that. So Mike, the uh, the verdict is still out. We'll be running this for the next couple weeks. Like I said, I'll probably give Cox a call tomorrow. I've got a few open spots in the calendar and I'll probably make that phone call and just say, hey, you know, got I, I I took T-Mobile up on their there and I'm testing it. I'm willing to take it back for the right price. Just ask yeah. a little price match. Yeah, I just like what like I'm not <laughs> put, put me on your 350 speed whatever plan and give me unlimited data for 50 bucks a month. Well, there you go. I think it's a, yeah, I think that's right? good. I don't yeah. know. Or at least it's a good starting point. Yeah. Like I want unlimited like T-Mobile's giving me unlimited data. I'm getting 300 down and 50 up. I know you can't match 50 up because even your gigablast doesn't go that high. Right. But give me your right. 35 up, whatever. Yeah. 300 down. 335 uh, and 50 bucks and unlimited. Yeah. Unlimited. Can you do it or no? Right. And we'll just kind of see. And then I think if they're, and I'm pretty sure they'll say no, but you never know. Um, I'll say, I'll push it for a while because I don't really care. You know, like, well, do you have a manager that could you could maybe talk to? Like, you know, let's just not give up on this thing. I mean, yeah. you know, what, what can you guys do for me? Um, and then, cause I've got, I still, I have a modem I could do that with. Um, it'd be kind of fun to have both. It would be. Well, I was telling you, like I was getting all nerdy about, I would put PF sense and have dual WAN and start having either failover or, um, a WAN balancer on there to pull yeah. from both. I think that'd be, that'd be pretty darn cool. I'd probably segment out my networks and I'd have like certain things that can get, you know, the Cox, you know, I would have anything that just needs internet access and that's going to pull a lot of data, put that on T-Mobile. I'll put all my other services that need to be routable on Cox. Right. Right. It is. It's nice being back in the world of unlimited. Like, you don't, you know, I think I ran 
50 gig of speed tests <laughs> over the weekend. Listen, Sunday, I was running a speed test every five minutes. Yeah. Know, moving stuff around the house. And uh, so, it, you know, it was just one of those one of those times where you're like, I've probably run a lot of speed test data just in because, you know, they, that, that'll that pull down some data for you to keep running it, refreshing it, refreshing it, refreshing it, refreshing it. So um, uh, Bob says they need to ask for their uh, their their retentions department. That's where you want to go. So, yeah, I'll be like, you know, like I said, I'll I'll run through the first technician and then I'll be like, look, there's got to be somebody who can make this deal for me. Like, I, you know, I don't want to go. I mean, I do, but I don't want to go. And but I, uh, <laughs> but I mean, let's just see how it goes. It's nice to be in the driver's seat for a change and not, and not kind of be stuck. So I, um, I ran a lot of speed tests last month, Jim, and I hit my record with Cox. I, uh, I did so many speed tests that I pulled down 9.5 terabytes. I used oh. 9.5 terabytes of data in December. What? Why are you it doing was a so heavy month? A lot yeah, of speed why? tests. A lot of speed tests. Jeez. <laughs> I know a lot of, no. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. there was a lot of, there was a lot of game downloads. Number one, yeah. number yeah. two, server backups. I reset up backups to backblaze. So it was doing, you know, a few terabytes was just backing up data to backblaze. There was just a lot of stuff that month, but I've never before crossed the nine terabyte threshold of data. And Cox didn't have an issue because I'm still paying them the 50 bucks a month for unlimited. <laughs> so Alex thinks they'll offer me a cheaper rate in two or three weeks after you switch. So oh, that, really? That, that is that a, is that, another, a, that a thing? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that may, may be another. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if they switch back and forth all the time, because now that I know I can literally just unplug, unplug the Bitfender box and plug it into something else yeah. and, it, and it comes up and just kind of works. That is know? the nice part about having, you know, your router separate from yeah. your modem. I, right, I not using yeah. ISP modems for the routing tables. Your IPs stay the same, all of that sort of stuff. Your if you do have VLANs, all of that, you know, I've kind of taken that for granted because I've always run PFSense. I didn't really think about it because, but I've always had Cox. I never had to switch ISPs. Big benefit is when you do switch ISPs, you don't have to re-enter all those, yeah. you know, static really mappings un- and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, just just unplug it, plug it back in, and um, it's it's. It's pretty easy. The crypto just kept going. Didn't even, didn't even bat an eye. Was the, didn't even was the PCs were down for forty five seconds, maybe in in the switchover. So, so pretty great. We'll have to see how it uh, goes from there. Mike, anything, anything else? Any other questions? Anything else you'd kind of add to that before we wrap it up? No, I'm just excited for the next three weeks to kind of hear your because you know based off tonight, I would say it's a win, right? Mm-hmm. Based off how mm-hmm. the video has been. Um, and really, so. since 45 minutes ago, it hasn't done anything, right? It hasn't had any issues. So compared to just the Cox issues that you seem to always have, um, the video has been clear tonight. And you know what's different too? Your audio stayed crystal clear throughout every one of those little hiccups. Mm, Whereas okay. with Cox, sometimes your audio would cut out or jitter a little bit along with the buffer of the video. So I think I think it's a win. Good, good to know. I I just started a speed test. So as I'm talking, just as I'm talking right now, we'll see when it goes to the upload portion. It ran. Yeah, it ran. Let's, (laughs) let's take a look. Let's take a look at that. So it's running the upload right now. Oh, and you're still not having any issues. Keep talking. No, move around. Shake. Yeah, you're good. Everything's good. Yeah. Well, so we'll keep the, the, we'll keep at it. The, the Gigablast sits up there. Uh, I'd really like to take that back. I'm, I'm kind of bitter. They made me rent that thing back when I was having the, having the problems. I, kept my old modem so if i want to jump back on that thing again i don't need them i don't need gigablast speeds i just want i just want internet i just want a higher want... upload we've talked yeah. about this i don't no, need gigabit right down, right down. Right that right. is for sure i would take right. i would take symmetrical 300 and i would be ecstatic way more oh. than i am with Listen, gig I take down symmetrical 35 mike i take pretty some... slow down nowadays like once you're used yeah. to it like when i'm downloading updates well, you're to gaming. call of duty yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, i'm yeah. doing a lot of those if you're just streaming yeah. stuff you're right 100 is totally fine but if yeah, you're no, downloading I'm things i'm at fine 100s, i mean the the most i do is an is an hour long video from Streamyard, right and it's you know it's a couple gigs so right you know you're like i i think 10 gig at a time is maybe the most not 100 gigs at a time 
So yeah, hundred symmetrical. That's never going to happen. No. Um, well, it might, but from yeah. Cox, they're going to need to do some upgrades in our area. I think they're going to be in a world of upgrades for a while. You know, trying to keep up with all this that hardware side of stuff. The towers a little easier to upgrade. Go out there, throw some new antennas on, and you know, run some cable. I don't know. I, it, I'm sure it's harder than that, but. Uh, but uh, pretty great. Well, it's in. Christian, thanks for thanks for pushing me over the top on that. I was a little hesitant on whether I, that's that's actually something I wanted to do. And uh, and we got it done. A couple of reminders on the way out. One, don't leave just yet. Uh, one is if you want to join us in Coinbase, uh, uh, crypto's getting pummeled at the moment. And if you were ever thinking of buying, now might be the time. I mean, everything's on sale. I just, I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. If you head over to theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase, sign up, you get uh, on your first $100 trade, you get a, you get 10, I get 10 and uh, it's a pretty sweet deal. So get it done and uh, theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase. Um, big thanks to our Patreon supporters as well. Every month you guys continue to support the the network. And if you want to do that, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. That helps with some of the expenses for this. And it's just kind of nice. I appreciate your gifts to that. That's what I consider them. Uh, we mentioned it several times, the average guy, uh, the average guy.tv slash discord. If you want to join in the jump in that group. And that's, it's, that was super helpful this weekend as I was posting about this, like, Hey, it's in, Hey, it's up. And then to get the comments back from everybody about what I was doing and just the conversation around it, which is super helpful to have. So if you want to jump in the Discord group, you can do it as well. Leave us a message, homegadgetgeeks.com. Uh, contact the show, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. And then, of course, don't forget, theaverageguy.tv, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure. You see me, I'm slumping down just as we, just as we go, Mike. I'm slumping in my seat just a little, little bit more each time. Uh, Maple Grove Partners, secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. And, of course, that's Christian. He was on last week. Plans still, listen, we have, he has anti-inflationary plans, $10. You're on mute too, by the way, but just, you, maybe you knew that. Maybe it was to open my beer. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that'd have been, that'd have been an okay sound. Um, $10. He didn't raise his prices. Everybody else is. Your truck is going to be $50,000 more than you think it's going oh, to probably. be by the time you get it. Not not plans that Maple Grove Partners still ten dollars best best uh, best plan going in town. Check it out, MapleGrovePartners.com. We are live every Thursday, eight PM Central, nine Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv. Live, Mike. Do you have any crypto in you to talk uh, a smidge in the post show? Do you have any? Have you done anything with it? No. Okay. So <laughs> no, 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 uh, no post show crypto. Thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs> With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.